Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. And good evening. Welcome to the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Brian Best, Chris Moran in here on the far end. On the patio here at Bullet Girl House, Highway 150, 401 Highway 156 here in Point Blank, Texas, and uh, sitting out here in the patio, and the weather weather's just perfect. It is perfect. Um, I, I probably wore too many clothes out here. For, I asked for right you now. when you walked in if there was a northern well, coming I, in. Well, I, I didn't consult with you before I left the house, but, um, yeah, I I probably shouldn't have worn long sleeves and pants and everything else. But. So for those of y'all that have been wondering if Brian Besh is hot, <laughs> He's hot right now. <laughs> he was asking Ken when we got here. He's like, hey, you got any of the 102.3, the Eagle shirts? I, I, I know why he was asking now. It's because he was wearing a long sleeve shirt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would help right now. Um, but I did get to enjoy It'll some. It'll be good next week when it's 20 degrees. It, it will be. Next and, and then I'll be in short sleeves. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing that we've missed. So far this year, by this time last year, it was we were in the cold weather, and yeah. we had Chainsaw Massacre going across the yard. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't fired up yet this year. No, I think it's, it's too warm. Yeah. They're not, they're not selling a lot of wood yet. Yeah, he ain't, got, he, he ain't moved no wood, so he isn't ha- having to cut anymore. But uh, next week, y'all tune back in, because I bet we got a chainsaw going in the background. Um, yeah, is it supposed to get cold? They're they're talking about. Remember the Simpsons episode that came out in January, talking about the uh, the uh, Blue Northern going to blow in across the United States, and the shelves were going to run out of food and everything else. Well, that's supposed to happen next week for Halloween. So Sunday Sunday is a high eighty three. Monday is a high of fifty eight. Well, you know who's not running out of food. <laughs> Look at him transition. Bullet Grill House. We had some pickle chips. Yes, you had some. Fantastic. Had some was the correct yes. answer. Yeah, we had some. Uh, I already ate them all. Uh, Craig helped me a little bit, but um, I, I had think, three. I think I ate. Get more than three. Come on. I mean, just because I bit your hand that one time, and you stole my jalapeno ranch. Yeah, that too. Um, and I don't know which one I like more because it was good with both the the buttermilk and the jalapeno ranch. It's uh, the jalapeno you, you almost ranch need both. In, just they're both like, in house. They're both in house made. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you, you kind of need both. So maybe maybe we just started something here. We didn't at first, right? We met, we, we were making the ranch and, and buying the jalapeno ranch, and I'm like, this is kind of goofy. We, there's got to be a way for us to make it. Well, y'all perfected it. Yeah. Oh, I it's, I think it's way better than what you buy. What you what you buy in that jalapeno yeah. ranch is has a tin of jalapeno. It doesn't even have anything. That that jalapeno ranch it it's got you some know, it's got some heat. Yes, you know there's jalapeno in this. Yeah. Whenever whenever you bite into and it, I don't want to go flunk out on a trail or anything, but like. I tried to make my own ranch a couple of weeks ago, and it was awful because you can't find any good ranch in the stores anymore. But this, like, I, I would buy this from you guys. We sell it. His salsa. There you go. We, we, you, sell, a, we sell a cup like that, like a 20-ounce cup. We have a, a handful of people that buy those. And so the salsa, too. Yeah. Ha, have you started canning the salsa? We yet? haven't canned the salsa yet. But I'm sure I could come up with another can of a... Uh, my wife absolutely loves the salsa. Like, we talk about it. She'll say... I ask her what she wants. She goes, I want some good salsa. I said, well, we got to go all the way up to the bullet. She goes, I just don't feel like going up there. 
So maybe you don't do that, and I, I become your side business. <laughs> Brian's got cha-ching going all over. But, hey, we got through week nine this last week. The Pickums weren't completely blown off, right, as uh, we go through our, our week nine Pickums and, and uh, kind of recap that deal. Uh, Bridge City won, beat Harden Jefferson. The Jasper-Westhorn start game, that was a good one. I missed that one. Jasper ended up winning. I, I went with West Orange. Yeah, I'm almost positive Jasper ended up winning. Let me. Yeah, let they me, did. Yeah, Lorena and Franklin. Lorena dro- knocks Franklin off their throne, the longest winning streak going at the time in the state of Texas. Lorena knocks them off. Well, I suppose it had to happen sooner or later, but I still, if you give me Franklin again this week, I don't care who they're playing. I'm, I'm picking them. Well, yeah, Cold Spring falls to Dieball. In, in, in an exciting one. It really was. It was really boring to call, but it was really exciting. A 3 nothing football game. I don't know, and, and I was talking to somebody about this uh, on Friday, I don't know that I've ever been to a 3 to nothing game. I've been to a 7 to nothing game. But, um, that, and I've been to a 9-6 to six game. As I think back over my 15 or so years of broadcasting high school football, I do not remember – ever calling a 3 nothing game until last week. It was a defensive battle, obviously. Really? And, and, and I'm going to tell you, what set die ball up to win that football game, it was in the second quarter. They had the ball third and eight from the 40, right? Cold Spring got a personal foul penalty, which gave them 15. Then there was another penalty right behind that. Anyway, set them up on the on the eleven yard line. So they have first and ten from the eleven, and Dieball put three plays together, had the ball inside or two plays together, had the ball inside the five. Cold Springs defense made a huge stop at the three yard line. Dieball elected to kick the field goal, and that was the deciding factor. With that being said. Midway through the second quarter, Tiger Parker went out with an ankle injury, never returned back to the football game, and Cold Spring just could not get anything generated offensively. Forced three turnovers on the night, two interceptions, a fumble recovery. Uh, die ball went to the air. The They weren't getting anything off the ground. Went to the air, was able to move the ball a little bit, but Cold Spring's defense was just coach, credit Coach Rydell in the defense. We talk about it a lot on the 590 Sports podcast. They're on Apple, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, we talk about it a good bit uh, there, Toby and I do. But it was a it was a really good football game. Hard to call because there wasn't an abundance of offense. Yeah. And uh, but Cold Spring able to pull the win out and or pull you know unable to pull the win out, which. Puts all the pressure on them this week with the Battle of San Jacinto. Yeah, and um, I know we've we've talked about it. It seems like every year, but it it seems like no matter what the records are, and sometimes the worse the records are uh, for split for uh, Shepherd, the uh, the better they perform in that game. So it's it's not a, a layup for sure, and. Um, I don't know how much help Cold Spring needs other than that win, but. Well, they they have to have that win, right? Uh, They have to have that win and or a Shepherd loss 
to Huntington the following week. They're in so the same. Posi- they need a win. They're 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 basically in the same position they were in last week, last year, right? Yeah. So last year they had beat Dieball at home. Nineteen uh, twenty was the final in that game back in twenty twenty two, and turned around and lost to Shepherd. Needed Shepherd to lose to Huntington in order for Cold Spring to get in. Now. It's a must-win. Cold Spring has to win this football game if they want an opportunity to make the playoffs. And if they don't, this will be the second year in a row and the first time since probably 2006 that Cold Spring had went back-to-back without making the playoffs. Ouch. Yeah. (sighs) Well, and I know there was a lot of things going on last year during Cold Spring's season. And uh, this year, obviously, you've you've still got a chance. And – wouldn't it be good on uh, on the Trojans to kind of reverse fortunes from the past couple of years and win that rivalry game, A, and, you know, get into the playoffs and see what you can do from there? Because, I mean, even if you are sneaking in as a four seed, it's it's a different offense than what most everybody else runs, and it's, it's going to be a little bit difficult well, for somebody in a different district to face something like that. Well, you say that, but they're going to be looking at Orangefield. Possibly in the first round of the playoffs, and you go looking at Orangefield. Orangefield runs that slot T offense, so okay. uh, it, they know what they're looking at. But I'm gonna—I I said it in our podcast—is I feel like that Orangefield would be the team that you would really want to see in the first round of the playoffs if you want the best opportunity to get out of there, because our offense, our defense knows how to defend that slot T. Yeah, and, and the minimal amount of yards that the offense have been that the opposing teams have been getting with the ball on the ground. If you go back and look at the games that Cold Spring have lost, they've beat us in the air. Yeah. They've beat us in the air. Woodville beat us in the air. Westwood beat us in the air. Hampshire Finette beat us in the air. Dieball beat us in the air. And if if you are a four seed going in, I mean, you you do need some kind of edge, whether it's you know knowing knowing an offense or you you feel like you've got a certain matchup that you can exploit, or you know whether it just be team speed or or whatever it may be. So it it probably wouldn't be the worst thing to go in and and see something that you're accustomed to, and probably have something like a low scoring game to where you know maybe a late score can can get you to to pull one out at the end, but. Obviously, they got some work to do before they they get there, and and they got to take care of the Shepherd Pirates. Most definitely, got to take care of Shepherd this week, and uh, it's going to be a big game. And we're going to talk about it a lot more uh, as we progress on through the show tonight. But uh, we got a, got a lot of stuff to talk about, and uh, it's going to run down some other scores from the area. New Caney uh, defeated Cleveland this last week, fifty-eight to twenty. Lufkin falls to Tyler, twenty-three twenty. Porter locks their spot in unofficially to the playoffs with the win over Goose Creek Memorial this last week, 42-7. to They're going to be the uh, – I believe it's the first time in school history that Porter's made the playoffs. I think the most impressive thing you just listed off was that Cleveland scored 20 points. I agree. As It did not allow 70. <laughs> I mean, really and truly, if you look at it. Woodlands have a big game this week as they toppled Caney Creek 62-7. to Barbers Hill defeated Kingwood Park and knocked Kingwood Park's opportunities of making the playoffs off. 56-14 was the final up in 5A. Dayton falls and loses an opportunity to make the playoffs. 41-26 over Texas City. PNG and Santa Fe. 
PNG wins that one, 51-14. PNG's got a big one this week. Mid County Madness against Nederland. Yeah. Uh, big, big game. That's one of those ones where if if you're not covering somebody and you don't have obligations somewhere else and yeah. you're just making a East Texas tour, that's that's one that you definitely hit up one year. Well, so you want to make sure, in my opinion, you want to make sure that that game is in PNG. Yeah. That's where you want to go to that game. That way you catch the full effect of it. But Mid-County Madness this week, I, I have not – I've – I haven't decided whether I was going to put that in the pickums because you got three big rival games yeah. uh, around Southeast Texas going on this week. Getting that time of year. Over in your district, in what, District 9-4A Division 10. One? 10-4A Division 1, Little Cypress to be uh, Mauriceville rolls through Splendora 35-7. You got Splendora this week as Livingston Lions do. Uh, <clears throat> Navasota defeated Stratford 28-10. Hampshire finettes Hillsby, a game we talked about last week, a big game, battle of uh, top ten teams in the same district, as there was two big games in that district. But uh, Hampshire finette falls to Sillsby 39-21 and, uh, in a really good game. Puna staying in 4A Division Two. Jasper defeated Westmore Stark 41-38. D- district 10-3A. Buna defeats Anawak in 20 to 15. I was able to catch the last 5 minutes of that game on uh, Anawak Sports Live on YouTube. Was able to pull that game up and uh quarterback for Anawak they're putting a drive together. They decided to go deep, threw it up there into double coverage interception. Pino was able to uh run the clock out with a minute and a half left and gets the win. What does that make the Panthers record this year? Uh, I'd have to pull it up, but they are relying on Tarkington to beat Buna this week, Oof. and then the Anawak go to Tarkington the following week and beat Tarkington in order to get the, get in the playoffs. If not, this will be the first year they started out ranked as 13th in the state, and now they've just plummeted. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh... Probably not what the folks down there expected, but, you know, you lose your starting quarterback and he goes somewhere else and all of a sudden you've uh, – Well, I mean, there's, some, there's some college football teams right now that are in that same predicament. Not only do you lose your starting quarterback, then you have a tragic wreck going into the second week of scrimmages that killed two of your players, yeah. right, puts another one in the hospital in ICU. Um so you have that riding on your shoulders. And Trent and I, in, a, in our podcast, we kind of talked about that, and the momentum and peace uh, on how things, how the team would handle that, right? And it would have went one or two ways, and, and, and you know, uh, it, it, it's went the worst of the two, right, for the Anahuac Panthers. And uh, Trent feels like a lot of it has to do with coaching, holding players accountable, putting in the work ethic, you know, and kind of pushing and driving. They're, they're be- he said he feels like that they're probably being a little bit soft uh, on them with all of the events that had led into going yeah. through this season. And that's got to be a, a ridiculously hard balance because you don't want to uh, mess with what's going on. But at the same time, you, you've got a season to go play and, you, and you've got to work gotta hard win. at it. Yeah, most definitely. Uh East Chambers went through, uh, defeated Tarkington 
in the final right there. Moving over in District 9-3A, uh, Woodville runs through Crockett 48-21 in Westwood. Shut out Huntington, 55-0 was the final there. We talked about the Lorena Franklin game as Lorena was able to pull that win out, 52-49. Last-minute field goal is what divided the two teams. Uh, New Waverly defeated Trinity 34-8. Coons falls to Newton 61-6. West Harden falls to the Corton Camden Bulldogs 43-0. Yeah, not the uh, best of years at West Harden, but they're kind of used to that down there. Um, not scoring a whole lot of points, and they're probably not going to win a game this year. Uh, you got two that are down there at the bottom of that district in Norman G and West Harden that – are uh, not making the playoffs for a reason. Right. Groveton and Norman G. Groveton wins that one 56-19. And then moving down to 2A Division II, Lovelady defeated Sabine Pass 64-7. to Yeah, same thing with Sabine Pass. Um, I'm gonna tell that you, would be a, a good game right there, Sabine Pass and West Harden. Yeah. You want me to tell you what defeats me every time I show up at Bullet Grill House? The food. It's like I can't finish it all. It knocks me out. It's so stinking good. I try and I push and I make myself sick. But what, what are you having tonight or don't you know yet? I don't know. I'm thinking I'm thinking I may go the spicy pig. I'm not not sold hundred percent yet, but I'm thinking I may go that route. Uh not quite sure. I'm still gonna look. But uh y'all got a lot of stuff coming up. We got Halloween next week. Halloween. You know we're not doing much for Halloween. No costume contest? No costume contest. We got uh, Nate Nelson playing tonight. His last trip to – so if you're not going to the football game, come on out and listen to Nate. He's retiring from music. Really? So he is uh, – he's working for a steel building company. He's, uh, he's pretty high up there, vice president or some title. I think his title. Actually, he's putting in a building. We're expanding out back, and he's putting in our building for us. But Sweet. Just what's got to be too much. So he's uh, this is his last year. He's kind of finishing out the next month of his uh, – Shows and this is one of his last shows he's going to do, and last show here, and last show almost uh, anywhere. Going to so be done with it. Yeah, uh, be done with music. So if you want to hear some Nate Nelson tonight's uh, the last night you're going to hear it anywhere around here. So. so Nate had a decision: quit his job or quit music. And yeah. He figured he'd make more money at his job, huh? Yeah, he needs a. I think he needs a job. I feel you. I know <laughs> what that's like. You're listening to the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pregame Show on 102.3 The Eagle and AM 1440 The Score. We'll be back right after this. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Welcome back to the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pregame Show. Uh, I'm Craig Irwin. Alongside me, Brian Besh. Chris Moran on the far end down there. We're sitting out at the patio and. Everybody's starting to funnel in here on a Wednesday night as we're here each and every Wednesday night, 401 Highway 156. Point Blank, Texas, I like to call it the best-kept secret in East Texas, and uh, it's really not a secret. We've been – yeah, we've been – 
we've been trying to throw this thing out there and uh, put it out there pretty heavily. You know, I, we talk about it on our podcast, uh, Toby and I do. And, and uh, dude, they came out last week. Now, of course, the Astros are playing. Sam was playing. Uh, I left because I got a three-year-old that likes to see his dad before he goes to bed. And uh, so I skipped out. But he was like, man, we had a blast. He said, that was a good crowd up in there. You know, the Astros game going on, plus the Sam. So they shut it down. They 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 shut y'all down uh, last week. So uh, got Sam going to be playing tonight, 7 o'clock. Coming on, coming on a little bit. You know, I was uh, – I'm disappointed the Astros lost the series with the Rangers. Yes. But a little bit. Boy, it's been a long seven games. You know that, like you talk about your bed. That's my bedtime. You know, yes. I try to get out of here and get to bed by ten o'clock. And when we're watching a game till ten, ten thirty every night, it, yeah. it starts to wear on you. Yeah, it does. It, and it's been a long week for me because I've been staying up watching the Strohs, right? And then I, I was on duty all weekend, so got getting called out for work. I got called out Thursday night. Got called out. I was all. I was did football game Friday night, Saturday. I worked and Sunday. Mm. So it's like I haven't had a day all. I was telling Brian whenever I was, or Ken, I'd, I'm just tired. And he's like, yeah, it's been. I was like, and then I thought about it. I ain't had a day off. So uh think uh, Friday I may be sick. <laughs> you know, it had me a four-day weekend because uh, I got something big going on Monday. So if you get on an elevator in Houston, watch out. Yeah, just don't go to Museum of Fine Arts or LBJ Hospital. <laughs> All the rest of them, you'll be fine. Those are my two buildings that I take care of. So uh, so we run down a whole lot of scores uh, back in that first segment, talking about a lot of good stuff. But uh, Livingston had a, what appeared to be a pretty decent game last week against Vider. 31-21 was the final. Yeah. I was looking for your article on EastTexasNews.com. East and I was on the app. Yeah. And I think the app runs a little bit slower. They did. They did away with the app, so you got to okay. go to the actual website. Um, there was a lot of complications and a lot of money, and they didn't want to deal with it anymore. So basically, you got to go to EastTexasNews.com to to find it. But it's a uh, a, a story of defense. Honestly, uh, you, you got two teams that that run the football really well, and. Uh, you had a, a defense inviter that stepped up and held Livingston to 80 yards on the ground, another 70 through the air. But Livingston had trouble moving the football all night. Game started out with an 88-yard kickoff return. Uh, Trenton Williams, that's been you know one of the stars in the backfield for Livingston, he's been piling up 100-yard uh, games this year and, and getting close to 200-yard to games in, in a few of these. And, he returns that, and you think, okay, here we go again. He had a rough night, and everybody in that Livingston backfield had a rough night because Vider, after that first quarter, they didn't let much slide by. Uh, they have a very, very good defense, and, and Coach mentioned it before uh, the game that week. He said, you know, they're super disciplined. They don't get out of position. If you beat them, it's going to to just be because you've outmuscled them or you're faster than them because they're not going to lose their man and they're not going to get out of position. Well, and, and that probably goes back to what they have to face in practice every day because if you get out of position on that slot T offense, then that's right where they're going to run it. But so, and, and Coach Vanover was in the week prior mm-hmm. and, and sat in with us and he told us, he said that they were the number one defense in the district. And they still are. Uh, and 
you know, Lumberton's probably going to have something to say about that before the, the season's finished. But uh, I, I saw probably – I would think that Vider's probably the best defense that I've seen uh, all season. But, uh, you know, Livingston couldn't really get anything going on the offensive end. Uh, they did get up 14-3. to uh, But, like I say, after, after that first quarter, they just – they had problems moving the football. Vider comes out, and uh, they, they put a touchdown up. They go into the half. Uh, Livingston's holding the, holding the lead still. And Vider comes out in the third quarter. They put a touchdown up, and this is usually where Livingston gets in trouble because they go down in, in the second half, and, and you see them kind of just go flat. But they actually fought back. Uh, they took the lead once again, and you think, okay, we're going to have a back and forth here. And unfortunately, that didn't happen because Vider started handing the ball off to their fullback, Riley Marlowe. He is the district's leading rusher, and he's the district's leading rusher for a reason. He ran for 200 yards, over 200 yards in this game. Uh, they've got a quarterback, and Ken and I talked about it, and in fact, I asked Coach about it because he was down there on field level. So that quarterback can't be taller than five foot three, and he said he's not. <laughs> but I tell you this, uh, he can't see over the line to, to throw it. He, he has no idea where the ball's going. There's no way he does. And he threw two awful-looking passes. One of them was an interception. One of them was an incompletion that wasn't 10 yards around anybody. That's just to keep that run defense honest. But, but he did run for over 100 yards, and he was a little jitterbug out there because he is one of the quickest uh, kids that I've seen all season, if not the quickest that I've seen all season. He's not necessarily the fastest, but just quick. You put him in a box, and and he'll get around you. Or as my old broadcast partner used to say, shifty, very shifty. Absolutely, as far as the way he moves. But uh, yeah, they they uh, Livingston did a good job of of stopping him for a long time, and uh, a lot of counters that that didn't go anywhere, a lot of sweeps that didn't go anywhere, and. Uh, you know, sometimes some there's games you just, you just get beat, yeah. right? And, and that, that sounds like that's what that game was, right? Well, they, the, that's the thing with the, the slot, too. You stop this, you stop that, you stop that, and then all of a sudden they just say, you know what, we're just going to hand off to the fullback, and you're going to have to stop him. And, he and we're going to wear on you. He ends up rushing for over 100 yards and three touchdowns in the third quarter alone. That's crazy. So well, – after that, um, Livingston, I mean, you got a 10-point ball game, and, and Livingston wasn't able to put anything together in the fourth quarter. Well, let's talk about that District 10 4A in the overall standings, right? You got LCM and Lumberton. They're sitting in the driver's seat. Those two teams face each other this week and uh, out of District 10 4A. So, big game uh, out of y'all's district. Y'all will face Splendora. Splendora's winless, a game that Livingston should win with their eyes closed. But Little Cypress three and zero, Lumberton three and zero, Huffman one and two, Livingston one and two, Vider one and two. Vider's sole win is against the Livingston Lions, and Livingston does have that tiebreaker with Huffman because they they've got the yes. head to head there. So the magic number has been two, and, and really we were we were hoping that Livingston was going to be able to pull that win off against Vider, yeah, and not have to face Chapel Hill in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, well, and it may not be Chapel Hill because I believe they lost to Lindell last week. Um, they, um, yeah, I mean, Livingston had a chance to be 3-0 and in district at, at this point, and 
you hope that it doesn't come down to it, but you kind of look at the district before the season starts and you think, you know, I, th- I think they just need two, w- two wins to get into uh, district playoffs. And uh, it looks like it's going to turn out that way. I'm trying to pull up uh, Chapel Hill. And my computer's not cooperating with me. There it is. Trying to, uh, trying to pull up because I don't have them. And, and they lost to Lindell, but they beat Henderson. Yeah. So, okay. So, let's talk about that by district, 9-4-A Division One. Got Kilgore in the driver's seat, Lindell in the two, Chapel Hill in the three, Athens in the four. And uh, that's pretty much how that district is going to uh, – how it's going to shape up kind of in that direction. I mean, there's still games. Kilgore's got a bye week this week. Lindell has Jacksonville. Tyler Chapel Hill has Athens. Uh, so there's your top four, right? And Jacksonville's winless. So that the, the record's only going to improve for Lindell uh, after this week. So Chapel Hill looking like actually going to be in the three seed in that district. Yeah, um, and, you know, obviously we're not at the end quite yet, but um, some things can happen, but that's that's the way that it looks right now. Well, Chapel Hill has Athens this week, and then the following week they have Kilgore um, as you round out that schedule there in District 9-4A. And just kind of giving folks at home that are listening kind of a thought process of how the uh, – by district round of the playoffs could shape up and, and next week we'll have a really good idea of how it's going to shape up and be able to really talk about the by district round of the playoffs. After three consecutive years with Tyler Chapel Hill, there's not going to be too many tears in Livingston if they don't play. No, I'm, t- I'm going to tell you it's not going to hurt my feelings, <laughs> you know, to see somebody else. If I end up going to do that game, uh, depending on what the Cold Spring Trojans do, I mean, I could be off. Right, and uh, we could be picking up Corgan or something like that. So uh, jumping down into into nine three a, which is Cold Springs District, and the shape up of, of how this district is going. Uh, whenever you look at it, you look at the Dieball Lumberjacks. They're four and zero at the uh, top of, in the driver's seat. They have Huntington this week, and then we'll finish out the season. Uh, with, I think, Crockett. Woodville in the two seed, four and one. Their sole loss was against two uh, die ball. Palestine Westwood in the three. They have Crockett this week. Cold Spring Trojans technically in the four spot. But a lot can change right there, right? Big game this week with the Shepherd Pirates as uh, it's a a win-in-your-end situation for Cold Spring. It's a win-two for Shepherd, right? Is, is what they're going to have to do. So if Shepard wins, they're in. If Cold Spring wins, they're in. It doesn't matter what they do because against uh, Huntington really and truly because Cold Spring goes into a bye week after this week. So uh, kind of how that is. Crockett's 1-3, Shepard 1-3, Huntington 0-4. I, I guess technically there's an outside shot that Crockett can make it in there, but really and truly they're not. They're not that good. Crockett has Westwood this week. Battle of 19 is a short drive for for those guys uh, to get up there. And uh, I don't see it going any other way but Palestine-Westwood getting a win so out of you, that district. You don't necessarily want to be uh, the fourth-place team trying to fight your way into the playoffs this time of year. But 
I mean, how great is it to have a rivalry game like that, Shepard and Cold Spring, and, you know, two teams from the same county, and whoever wins that game, they're going to the playoffs, the other one's going home. Exactly. And it's really big. It, I don't want to say too much because the game's in the pickups. Right, and, and I don't want to just roll on. Oh, you did. I thought you didn't pick Pickums, because I, th- I thought you were going to just surprise us tonight. You I have, did. You have I, some games? When, whenever I was on that Facebook Live, I had not had who I was going to put in the Pickums. I have it now. Now we're ready. Okay. Now we're ready. We're set right now. So, you know. It's all a conspiracy. <laughs> that's what it is. I rigged it all. I rigged it all. Actually, I got some really good games in the Pickums, so y'all stick around for segment three. But, so, yeah, it's, it's a huge game. And, and it's a game that Cold Spring put themselves in that situation overall, right? Uh, defense has held us in games. Uh, the last week, offense was able to do absolutely nothing offensively. Uh, so, with that being said, we'll see what happens. I know they pulled some guys up this week, so uh, I'm, I'm interested to see. Jumping over in the by-district round, 10-3A Division One. this one gets a little bit tricky when you go to looking at the four seed, much like in 9-3A. Uh, Orangefield in the driver's seat. They have Kirbyville this week. Kirbyville 4-1, and one, Orangefield 4-0. and oh. uh, Orangefield coming off of a bye week. East Chambers 3-1, and one. Anahuac 2-3, and three. Buna 1-3. and three. Yeah, Anahuac's in that four seed right now, but here's where it gets tricky. Buna and Tarkington played this week. If Buna wins, Buna's in the playoffs. Anahuac has no chance of getting in there. All right. If Tarkington was to win that football game. Buna's had like three different football seasons this year. Yeah, and and we haven't even got through the bottom third of the season, right? Yeah. I mean, so. Uh, it's really weird how you know, it's just been like a roller coaster. For it that. really has been. Uh, so, if Buna wins, they're in. Yeah. Right? Uh, if Buna loses, Anahuac has to beat Tarkington in order to get in. If Tarkington can beat Anahuac, and that game is in Tarkington next Thursday, then Tarkington slips into the playoffs. How great is it that we're talking about Tarkington football this late in the season? Dude, talking about them having the potential of making the playoffs. Yeah. That, I think some of us were talking about how good Tarkington was at the beginning of the year. Yeah, definitely were. I mean, we only we almost had Brian convinced. Somebody it was, it was more back. hope then, but now it's 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 real now. I mean, I mean we like almost they, had Brian convinced to wearing a, a Tarkington shirt. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Sands Longhorn. As long as it didn't have Longhorns, it just said Tarkington on it and didn't have the Longhorn emblem, he'd have been okay with it. I, I think yeah, you, you throw a maroon lettered. Tarkington, yeah, I, I, I could do something like that. And then, like, maybe a Texas A&M on the back or something. I mean, you know, some, just so something. you could re- be representing. Yeah. So that's what nine. Smo- so my soul doesn't burn. Right, exactly. So then jumping into, uh, we about we about there? Ken Ken's says we need to hurry up. Yeah. What he can't cut off. He doesn't like all those talking to talk. That's that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. He's going to start making shirts out of maroon. Hey, I, did you just see they had a couple wings we brought out? You know, we you always talk about coming out on a Wednesday night. Yes. We have bingo. Wednesday night bingo. Uh, we're here. You should come out and just see us. But we always forget to mention the wings are $1.50 tonight. $1.50. Get the, and it's the whole wing. And they're smoked. There's not the deep-fried, like, crusty, no. fall apart. They're legit good. No, I've had them. 
And I may I may go with wings tonight. And they and they are monstrous. And I and I will tell you, I, I got a little, little quick story. I'll tell you. I had a guy today come in, sat up, talked to the girl, saw the price of what ten wings were. Right? He goes a normal buffalo wild wings. Ten wings is, you know, what, mm, fifteen bucks. bucks. And, yeah. and it's a little more here. I don't got. I don't can't tell you the exact price off the top of my head, but. He's like, that's ridiculous for 10 wings. She said, no, no, no. You got to understand these are huge, big double wings. That's like tw- You just need the four-piece. Get the four-piece wing. That's going to be plenty for you. You're going to love it. So he called my, and she comes up to me and says, my table wants to talk to you. And I didn't know all this, right? She, right. And that's what the servers do. You're, my, my table wants to talk to you. I'm like, what did you do now? Right. <laughs> so I go over there, and he's like, I got to tell you, I was about to leave. And she talked me into staying to get these wings, and these were the best wings I've ever had. And... I get that story time and time again about, man, they're just, they're, and they are. We, we pride to get that big jumbo. We do. We smoke it. Now, we do flash fry. Just kind of warm it up because we, we don't have them on the smoker every day. But, but it's not the crust that no. just falls off as soon as you bite into no, no, it no. and all that. You got to just, just flash fry. It's a real wing. Get them, get them heated up. And, uh, yeah, and they got some meat on. I ate at a wing place today, or not today, but uh, yesterday I had a couple wings somewhere else. Just always try them and, you gotta try and I, it out. I, I, I don't know where they get baby chickens that small because there there's I, I i've seen more meat on a chicken mcnugget china <laughs> they get them from china somewhere but biden uh, is having them sent over but yeah if you want real chicken wings you can come here so just so you know that i got uh, a new sauce too ooh. not on the menu but maybe you want to it's a pepper garlic onion mix so you don't sound we, sure. We, I, I, had it on, I haven't had did it on a wing yet. I had did y'all make some, it? I had, no, no. Is it homemade? No, we, got a, we bought it. You got a vendor? Yeah. You're going to try it, and you're going to figure it out, and you're going to make it in-house. Uh, we, we may. We may tweak it a little bit. So there you go. <laughs> but, yeah, if you, want, if you want some wings, we, we could. Uh, it's not on the menu yet. but dollar uh, fifty wing night. And if you hear that and you want to try the new sauce, let me know. You, you can come in and try it. I'll let anybody try it if they want to try it. Give us some feedback. You, you've almost sold me on the wings for tonight. Yeah. You really have. Barb sitting over here. The real boss is here. She's trying to show Chris something, and he's been plugging Bullet Grill. And, and, and everyone, well, Barb's already had every once in a while on Saturdays or on Wednesdays, we have ribs. Y'all have so ribs we tonight? We also have some ribs tonight. So, for those are, we sell them by the each, just like a wing. So, we flash fry them. You can put some sauce on them. So, like, barbecue. I can get a wing and a rib? Wing and a rib, yeah. So, I can get some chicken and some pork? Yeah. There Talk you go. about protein up right there. That's what I'm talking about. You're listening to the Bullet Grill House High School Sports Pregame Show on 102.3 The Eagle on AM 1440 The Score. We'll be back with everybody's favorite segment, the Pick'ems, right after this. Bullfrog Environmental has 16 years of erosion control experience. From silt fence to construction entrances, we specialize in it all. Give us a call at 936-672-3744 or leap over and visit us on the web at bullfrogenvironmental.com. Howdy folks, Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all. Welcome back to the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pre-Game Show. Everybody's favorite seg- segment, the Pick'ems. And uh, here at Bullet Girl House, Chris, been on a roll. I've been on a roll? This year on the Pick'ems. Oh. Like, you've been better this year than you have the last two years combined. I think I'm learning now. You're finally catching on. And that's why I think you went to this, you know, kind of last minute. Uh, well, yeah, I did because oh, you've been doing – 
Hey, you've been doing your research. So Anything to throw us off. And you're still kicking our butt. Do we have the, the full tally on this? I'll thing? have it next week, a complete tally. You won't be here next week. Yes, I will. It's our bye week, but I'm I'm here. I'm dedicated. Uh, my my Wednesday, Thursday, next week, Monday will be podcast. Wednesday will be here. Thursday we're going to be in Tarkington. Friday we're going to be in Sillsville. So that's what my week looks like next week. Tarkington's got who next? Anaheim. Okay. Yeah, it's going to be a good game. It's going to definitely be one to watch. Uh, obviously, I'm going to be there. My buddy Trent's going to be doing that game. So uh, get to hang out with them for a little while. And then uh, then Friday, we're going to go watch Sillsby and Chasper. All right. Ought to be a good game. Yeah. Maroon out for sure between the two teams. I would think so. So a lot of fun. Let's talk about District 12 2A. Our Corgan Camden Bulldogs right up the road as you look at their district. Centerville in the driver's seat, 3-0. and They're down this year, but a uh, big game for them. November third, mm-hmm. as uh, they'll face Corgan, but uh, bigger, I would think this week. Um, it's in the Pickums. It's it is a huge game, and you know, Coach Ratliff always likes to talk to it, talk about this one because it's one that he wanted on the schedule as soon as he got back to Corgan. It was always, in fact, he talked about it in the, the story that's in the Enterprise this week about you know how, in his opinion, it was the biggest running rivalry. Uh, in the in East Texas, whenever he was in school, because you know you got to imagine back in those days, you've got Groveton and Corden Camden that are winning state championships back yep. at that time, and it it was a huge huge showdown. I mean, it's not for a state championship this year. It's not even for a district championship this year. But no, but it's claiming for, rights to 287. Well, not only that, but. It's uh, it's very important for seeding as far as the playoffs. This is going to decide, you know, is Corgan Camden looking at a third or fourth place finish, or could they possibly sneak into a second or third place finish? Because, um, you know, Groveton, Groveton's had a, a very good year, and they are on pace right now to finish second place as long as they can take care of Corgan. But if Corgan can kind of turn that around, then it kind of – throws the district for a loop because you've got Groveton and uh, Centerville that are next up on the schedule for Corgan, which are the two top teams in the district. Now, Corgan's already lost one district game. They lost to uh, Jewett Leon. Very close battle there. And uh, Groveton actually has defeated Jewett Leon, and I believe that was a 14-13 game. So we're talking about three teams that are kind of right there in, in the middle of, of the yeah. district there to where this thing could still go anyway. And uh, you got to imagine, I mean, everything's still in front of Corgan. Uh, you know, there's there's a path. They still control their own destiny to where they could win district if they win these next two ball games. No, you're exactly right. So Centerville 3-0, and they got Normandy this week. Corgan, Corgan-Groveton games this week, both teams 2-1. and one, So that's going to – Separate them. Jewett Leon, one and two. Their one win was against the Corgan Camden Bulldogs. They have West Harden, so they'll move to two and two. Normandy, one and two, as they have Centerville and then West Harden, obviously, Jewett Leon. So, as you look at that district overall. So, very interesting as you look at it. And do we want to step down? We want to talk about Love Lady? No, we'll talk about Love Lady next week. They got Deweyville next week. Uh-oh. So, for the district championship, and I think Lovelady's going to win that game. 
I'll throw it out there early. So uh, with that being said, talking about the – hang on. He got me off. There we go. Yeah. That's a hint for a pick next week then, huh? It, it very well could Love be. lady. Now, well could see, be. he's going to throw this little small school out of there that I'm not going to know nothing hey, about. I'm giving you a heads up. You got you got seven days to research. Love lady. Yes, love lady. <laughs> so let's talk about our week 10 pickems, and uh kind of went – already talked about last week and, and – uh, our first game in the Pickens, a game I'm going to be at tomorrow night, is uh, weather permitting, my little sidekick may go with me. But uh, the Willis on the road, Willis on the road at the Woodlands, both teams undefeated, six A football, and uh, super excited about this game. Uh, one to see the Woodlands play, but yet two to get to see the Lagway kid play. I've been talking yeah. about him and reading about him for the last two years. Uh, really curious to see. I want to see what he's advertised. My boy Toby feels like that uh, he's a one-man show over there in the Woodlands, mm-hmm. over there in Willis, and uh, the Woodlands are going to take him down. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I already know which way Chris is going to go whenever <laughs> I put this game in here. And Willis going down to the bank? How are you going to root against the Woodlands? They're going to be playing the – Basically hail to the victors and kind of their reverse to that. But uh, a little rainy on that turf. I, I don't think the quarterback's going to make much difference. I think it's going to be uh, it's going to be rainy. It's going to be low scoring, and the Woodlands defense is going to take think, care of them. I think they're going to do business and uh, going to get the win. Yeah, that's right. Brian, what's your thoughts? I'm, I never really – because the Woodlands, they're so deep. I mean, they've got more players – on that sideline than, than anybody, and they can throw so many bodies at you. But Willis is going to have the best football player on the field that night. So that's that's the way that I'm going. I'm, I'm going Willis. So I agree with what you said. As the Woodlands, they are so deep. And I agree with you that the Woodlands, or that Willis is going to have the best football player on the field. Here's my deal, though, is I think the best football player on the field cannot beat 11 defenders. I mean, he doesn't really have to. No, he does. I mean, he's got 10 other players, but he's going to be the best player on the field, and they have to stop him. Here's how I feel this is going to go. I think the Woodlands is going to outsize the Willis offensive line. They're going to get penetration, and Lackaway's going to have the worst game he's ever had Okay. That's that's where I'm going. I'm yeah, going with the I, Woodlands. I'll say the Woodlands looked a little shaky early on this year, but, boy, the last few games they have looked pretty strong. They have. And, you know, I, I think you got to look at strength of schedule there of who they've played, but yet Willis has played the same teams. Uh, I still got to go with the Woodlands in this one, and I, and I think that uh, – I think it's going to be a tight game, a one-score game. I had a guy at work asking me about it today, and I, and I told him, I said, I think it'll be a one-score game. But we'll see we'll see how it, how it transaction, transpires, and, and I'll be there tomorrow night to uh, or Thursday night to watch that. This will air Friday. I'll have it up as a podcast tonight. But uh, anyway, I'm going to the Woodlands game. Friday night game. And I normally don't throw Thursday night games in, in the pickups, but mm-hmm. I did tonight. Tarkington on the road at Buna. This 
game is to seal Anawak's fate. Y'all want me to start? Go for it. I think it's going to be a barn burner. I think Tarkington, those kids are finally realizing, hey, we got an opportunity to make the playoffs. We got an opportunity to seal our own destiny. Of course, I feel that Buna's the same feels the same way. They've already they got to get one win, right? I think it's going to be a dog fight. I'm going to go with Tarkington in a one-score game. I'm going the opposite way. I'm picking Buna. Well, I'm going with the Longhorns. I got to stay with Tarkington. I've been riding that coattail all year. You got to, right, Chris? Yeah. And, and you know, and I'm not looked a little shaky lately. I'm not just do. I'm not just saying this to to get some of my viewership back from the Tarkington <laughs> faithful. <laughs> Because I haven't talked about Tarkington the last two weeks in our podcast. Like, I run through their score, and that's it. Yeah. I run through their score, and that's that's absolutely it. That's all I do. I don't elaborate. I don't talk deep. I got my whistleblower over there. Uh, but I, I just leave it at that. Tarkington lost. Whatever, right? I, I feel like Tarkington's got the opportunity to win this one and it's going to be a really good one. This next one, Brian's going to start it out. Atascacita at North Shore. It's one of the teams that I never pick against, so I'm not going to start now. I Franklin Burmy last week, but I am not going to pick against North Shore. I realize that this season more than any other, North Shore is probably more vulnerable, and I realize how good Atascacita is this year. Have an Aggie head coach, by the way. Yep. And uh, and North Shore alumni. I am. Uh, or no, North Shore has a North Shore alumni coach. There you go. From Prairie View. I'm I'm not picking against North Shore. Chris. I'm going to stay. I agree. I think North Shore at home. Maybe if it was in Atascacita, but I think go, Atascacita going down to North Shore is. Uh, going to be a tough battle. It's going to be a sellout game there in North Shore. and uh, That's the game that I would be at if I didn't have other obligations. I agree. I agree. Uh, but you'll be at the Livingston game. I'll be watching this Livingston clinch playoffs. Right. Livingston Splendora. So I'm, I'm going the opposite direction. I've been listening to Toby and been doing a little bit of research. Tascacita beat Katie earlier this year. I'm going to go with the Tascacita in this football game, and I think it's going to be a good one. And it, it's really, I feel like it's anybody's game, honestly. But uh, it's going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to it, and it's it's just going to be it's going to be it's playoff caliber. I mean, you're looking at a Thursday and a Friday night playoff caliber football games with the Woodlands and Willis as yep. well as North Shore and Atascacita. Yeah. Going to another playoff caliber game. In my, would you quit touching knobs, engineer? Please. We're trying to do a radio show. He's so bored over there. He is. Battle of 287. Corgan at Groveton. Oh, Coach Ratliff, prove me wrong. I'm picking Groveton. Brian's going Groveton. 
You're probably who are you picking? I'm picking Groveton. Okay. I I am fully behind all the Polk County schools, and I want them to do well. However, I um, they're gonna have to prove it to me first. They they are on the path to, of recovery. They they had a lot of problems on offense to to start this year, and they kind of got right whenever they played uh, Cold Spring. Yep. And it's it's been an upward trajectory. I'll get that word out. Since that point in time, uh, they've had uh, more success. Obviously, they've played um, some competition that would be conducive to wins in Norman G and West Harden. Um, I I feel like Groveton is having a very good year this year, and they're going to need a lot to go over there in Groveton and win. Um, but I would expect a very, very good game. And it's another one of those that I wouldn't mind being at um, if, if I wasn't covering Livingston. Chris, who you got? I got Corgan. I can't go away from you on that one. I watched Corgan play against Cold Spring. I watched the way they come, around, come alive in the second half. I think that loss to Jewett Leon was, you know, a young football team made some mental mistakes in that yeah. football game, and, and that's what cost them. I think this game is a complete different magnitude. I think the players know what this game means. Mm. It's a huge rival game. I think Corgan's going to travel into Groveton, and they're going to win that game. It's it's going to take a lot. It's going to take their best game of the season probably, and, and hopefully they've got it in them. Uh, I know Groveton can be a tough place to play, and hopefully they can pull it off. Shepard at Cold Spring, Battle of San Jacinto, big game. I am going to go with the Cold Spring Trojans. Go on with Cold Spring, Brian. I don't said. think they missed the playoffs two years in a row. Chris? Uh, I got to stay with Cold Spring. It's a local time. It's, it is the, the, the Battle of San Jacinto, but, uh, boy, I just don't think Shepard's got, uh, got the talent to. Uh, I think Cold Spring is down – or, excuse me, Shepard is down just enough to where Cold Spring's going to get the edge. Cold Spring's defense has been, like, really fine-tuned. Yes, they gave up 26 against Westwood, but they only gave up three to Dieball, who's fixing to win the district. That's kind of what's lost in that game. Like, you lose a game three to nothing, and yeah. defense played great. you got to get that offense rolling, though. They're going to have to have some offense. You have to. They're going to have to do something. And I'm going to say this. I feel like that uh, – they're going to have to make a change at the quarterback position in order to be able to do that. And uh, I, I just I feel that way. I feel strongly about it. We'll see what happens. So I'm going with Cold Spring. A wild card game, Mid-County Madness, PNG at Nederland. Brian. PNG. Chris. PNG. Craig. PNG. All the way across the board. And I'm going to put that PNG times three on there, and we'll see what we look like at the end of next week. I'll Jesus. have I'll have an overall record. I had to throw that extra game. Mick Kenny Madness, you can't not put that in your pickums. You know what I mean? That's that's just a really good game. and It, it would be a, a lot of fun to see. Uh, I, I have – I've seen both of them. I've been in both of those stadiums several times, and I haven't seen the two of them play each other, I don't think. 
it, it's been years if I have. But. District realignment comes out this year, this this next year, 2024, February, so we'll have to look at it. But It uh, does. It does, and coaches are already making plans for their non-district schedules. That they are. Something that doesn't need any realignment is Bullet Grill House. God dang, I love this place. Three years in running, we've been doing this pregame show here. And uh, looking forward to uh, year four as we're in week 10, one week to go in the regular season. And we do the, uh, this is the high school version. We do a college pregame show. If you can yes. catch it on at 8 a.m. on the Eagle here. So uh, kind of tune in listen to that. We'll kind of set you up for all the games coming on Saturday. A little recap of what happened last Saturday. Talk about some of the other specials and some other things we got going on. So, so uh, I see it. I, I, last two weeks I've been uploading the pregame show to a podcast as well. Sent it out to some of my my buddies that really love college football. And I uh, sent it out to them guys say, hey, y'all need to listen to this. Let me know what you think. Positive feedback all the way around. They absolutely loved it. So – if y'all are looking, ESPN might be calling soon. They may be. They, may I, they, be. they already are. I, I, I just send it to voice message every time. Every time. He's dedicated to Polk County. So uh, that's going to be a wrap for the Bullet Girl House High School Sports Pregame Show. Craig Irwin, Brian Best, Chris Moran. Get ready for kickoff. We'll see you at the game. Howdy, folks. Randy here. At Randy's Rubs, it is our mission to bring you a variety of mouthwatering seasonings that are sure to make the ordinary extraordinary, to make the impossible possible. Creating memories with friends and family is what is most important to us, and we hope to be the cornerstone of your meals, making memories with the ones you love most. As all of you continue on your fall sports journey, Randy's Rubs wishes each of you an incredible season, and may each of you be an All-American. Go check us out on Amazon or at randysrubs.com. It don't suck, y'all.